Okay. Good evening. So, I mean, the truth is, as mentioned, what would spur this was a lecture Sunday night. Um, but in general, this happens to be very important material. Many of us learn Gemara, many of us learn Medrashim, many of us learn the Chumash, and Medrash comes up all the time. Um, what triggered me on sun- Sunday night, and it, um, you know, the person I just want to just say, say unequivocally was the Yerei Shemayim, a person who feared Hashem. Uh, and I don't Although I disagree with some of the approaches, I, I don't think the person came from a bad element. And if I did, I would have said something Sunday night. <laughs> but I do think it's important to have an approach on Medrash. Uh, and I got to tell, which is um, the, uh, I would say, normative uh, approach, Mainstream. And it's important because um, you learn Rashi and Chumash, you learn Medrash, Medrashim. Um, and uh, <coughs> you learn a God and Gemara. I mean, wherever you are, you're dealing with medrash all the time. Um, if you, some medrash is, is, you know, when you're a little kid, my kids have these books. They don't these books that medrash says. Medrash says. Oh, right there, the medrash says. My, my kid is the child's version the of little the medrash. medrash. Little medrash. Little medrash says. So. Um, I didn't. I don't. I don't. I don't think I ever read those. And little Medrashah is only skimmed uh, here and there. And there's a lot of th- nice things to it. But, but the little Medrashah is not. You know, like you learn it. Like the little Medrashah. That's like that. You learn the story that way, and not necessarily is that the, the way. Uh, the conclusive. So, uh, what I'm not going to discuss tonight. And I think I may do this on Labor Day morning. Uh, is either the Ramchal's Hakdama to Agadata, or the Ram's Hakdama to. Parak Chalik in Sanajah, which deals with Agadata. And what they really discuss is the different levels of Agadata, different levels of understanding, and how you should understand it at different times. Um, I think it's to be uh, uh, presumed that not every Agadata is taken literally. Uh, there are uh, multiplicity understandings of how certain Agadatas go. Uh, what was said Sunday night, though, is that you can almost disregard the Madrash. And I'll give an example. The, there are a couple of things that trigger me, but the number one thing is what you were saying before was example of the Mun. Who was here on Sunday night out of curiosity? Okay, so just very briefly, one of the things he discussed, it was actually, it's, it, it is remarkable. If you go to the Sinai Desert, the Bedouin names for the towns in, in the Sinai all are very, and they've been this way for hundreds of years, are very similar to the biblical narrative. They're Arabic names. One is called Rafidim, and one's called uh, the equivalent of Har Sinai, the Mountain of Moshe. Um, and one of the places is like a place of called Mun, a place where Mun is. And so the the, the speaker said that um, the speaker said that this probably was the Mun, the Mana, right? The Mun, right? It 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 looks like the way the Mun was this this uh, fruit or this tree in the desert, where there's trees there. The, it looks like the Torah described it. Um, it uh, tastes like the Torah describes it. The, the Arabic name is like Mon. And therefore, this is the narrative of what Mon would be. Now, one of the people sitting next to me, Ben Zirbacheskin from Benebrak, said, well, what do you mean? The Torah says, first of all, how would you explain that uh, they it only they didn't have it on on Saturday. It only had they had a double portion on, on Friday, 
and one of the things he, the, the speaker said is that you don't have to take all of the midrashim so literally. And for that, maybe there's just more, God made more come on Friday than Mun, or stuff like that. Now, if you look at Mun, in the Rishonim, and the Achronim, in the Gemara, it doesn't sound anything like that. So I said to him afterwards, the speaker, again, the speaker's a Yerushalayim, I'm not saying his name because I don't think it's, it's really non-sequitur to this class. It's just a, just a, it's just a segue into this. So I said to him, um, you know, you know, the Gemaras say not that way. The Chavetz Chaim, going all the way backwards, when you look at the Rishon, they're not understanding Man in that way. You know, so in his mind, listen, the the, the Midrashim, you don't have to, to take it. He actually said this to the class, am I correct, right? He said that there's a Mesorah in certain camps, called Rav Shmuel HaNagid, and Rav Shurugoyen, and Rav Haigon, that you don't have to take, uh, if you don't understand the measures, does it make sense, that you can push it aside. Okay? Uh, so I said to him, and so he said to me, um, yeah, and why else would this be called Mun? So I said to me, it would be obvious that I would say Chazal, it's, it, it, the whole desert experience was miraculous. I said they, they think they ate from this little tree for 40 years, forgetting Chazal, is, these trees is ridiculous, there's millions of people out there. But, but besides all of that, besides all of that, why, why would you leave Chazal? Because there's a tree called Mun in the desert. It, it looks like it tastes like it. You know what I would say? I would say they called it Mun because it represent it re- re- resembled the Mun that they ate. It looked like it. You know, so I found it very presumptuous. And I think it was more than presumptuous. I think to, to push Ray Chazal to say that would be crazy in my mind. Now, do I think a person is a heretic for saying that? No, I don't think so. I just don't think it's right to say. Uh, and so now I want to go through the sources of when you could push away a midrashim. What was the second example? Anything about Yosef and the tombs, the, 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 the bones. Somebody asked him. Chazal said that it was buried. He was buried in the water, and they had taken him out. And apparently, there's again, without any, you know, reference, there's they found uh, a Semitic type thing, a palace with twelve pillars that looks like for twelve sons. And there's a pyramid there, and the, it's the only non-paro pyramid in all of Egypt is in this area. So the pres- and the bones are missing, and the presumption therefore is that, you, that that's where Yosef would have been buried. Uh, and again, Chazal don't say it that way. So he also wanted to argue this way. Parenthetically, one other thing I just want to point out about that shear, which you had again a lot of very useful information, and and if it was a Chazaka person, I'm not against. I just. You know the fact that the translations of the, these this language, like, who knows? Like, how do you know that? You know, there's no real way to, to like. He said that it was trans. You know, he he broke the code. Maybe yes, maybe no. So just I, I, I mention this, and I, I say that because a lot of that class was like that. It's like could be, and, and it's in, there's a lot of interesting things. None of that was compelling to me uh, to say that you go against Chazal. So. What 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 is it though? He did mention some really great sages, and the truth is, again, he's coming from someplace that that said that midrashim, you don't always have to take, uh, take it home. Let's put it that way. So I want to go through the the midrashim, the sources he quoted. Now I, I, he said to his credit, and I will reiterate that many of the rishonim, or probably the majority of rishonim, and for all the Mukubalim, all the Kabbalists, and first and foremost, the Marami Prague, um, do not understand this way. They learn Chazal. If you do not believe in Chazal, if you cannot push aside any Medrash, you cannot push aside anything of what Chazal is. 
all the statements of Chazal have meaning. You may not understand it. It may have a secondary meaning, uh, you know, an underlying meaning. It may have a, a homiletic understanding. It may have a deeper, esoteric meaning. But everything that Chazal say means something. It, it, and they, they knew what they were talking about. That everything they said, that, you know, with, with the Rambam and the Ramchal and many other things that Chazal spoke in code language. And, anyway, if you would, if I read computer code, you know what it seems like to me? Gobbledygook. gibberish, I would say. Um, so, so I wanted these. Just, just, I'm very. I'm, I'm actually happy that we have this opportunity to go to these sources, because we all learned Medrash. And again, these are these are great people, um, and they're Gudeli Oilam, um, and these are the sources he quoted. So I'm going to use the sources that he quoted. So the first source he quoted, and he said, Shmuel Hanagid was the one the Gudeli Ador in the 11th century span, and he was Shmuel Hanagid. Where did he live? Anyone know? Nobody knows where Shmuel Hanagi lived. Is he one of the, the pirate, the, the, one of the pirate. No, guys. but he learned under one of the people. Yavne. Yavne. <laughs> you like Yavne, right? <laughs> and you go to Yerushalayim and Zakai, maybe. But not Cordova. Cordova. He was born in Cordova, and he had he left at a young age. Mm-hmm. He was from Cordova. Really yeah, yeah, but but no. Granada. He was in Granada. He was. Granada. He re- was. A, he was under. What? Who was it? Mamani Ma- 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 was actually born in Cordoba. Yeah. And they they they, they left. Uh, Cordoba was like a place. Though in Spain, Granada was southern Spain. That's where the, that was the last part of Islamic Spain to fall. Actually, was There's a great Granada. statue of him there. Uh, uh, where? The Yeah. Yep. So if Shmuel Nagi lived, ooh, nice. Uh, Hundred plus years before the Rambam, and uh, he was the 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 uh, council, the number two to the to the head of the visor of uh, Granada, which was at the time the most important uh, Spanish duque. You know, and you have to remember because Granada was southern tip of Spain. That's where the the Muslims actually came into Spain from Morocco. They came up, you know, right past Gibraltar. Up into southern Spain, it was he and he was a patron of Taira. He was Migdale Hador. We have uh, he was a piet. He was a python. He put down Nusachat and he also he wrote Sfar Muslim, which were lost. He also wrote something called Mavo HaTalmud. Mavo HaTalmud, and what's Mavo mean? Introduction. Introduction. Introduction to the Talmud. In in in, in um, I think uh, the Shul has it somewhere. It's the it in in, Bal, in Balchubi issues they learn it's called they they translate it Rabbi Bergman is their son of Rishach Gateway to the Talmud there's a book called Gateway to the Talmud that's based on Rabbi Shmuel Nagi's Mavo Talmud Rabbi Ari Kaplan has another little contrast called I think Introduction to Talmud one of these things Eight to Talmud study thank you um, also really he uses Rabbi Shmuel Hanagid's work so he, the Rabbi Shmuel Hanagid has a introduction to the Basic concepts of Talmud, and actually, if you look at this on the, on the side here, there's lots of commentary on this. Okay, um, it's found the Mavo Talmud is found in in Meseches Brachas, in almost all Shasas. So it's in the Vilna Shas. So you go in the back of Meseches Brachas, you have the Mavo Talmud. You have the Rambam's introduction 
to Masechus Brachas, and right after, actually I'm going to say production, so it says Rayim, and right after that you have the Mavo HaTalmud. So when he talks about Haggad, listen to what he says, actually the speaker said it Sunday night, Vagaduhu Haggadah is Pirshibah B'Talmud Oshun Inyan. When the Talmud is talking about any topic, any topic, Shaloya Mitzvazu Haggadah there's no mitzvah involved in it. It's just telling you a story or something of ethics or, uh, or hashkafa, right? When you learn Agata, what should you understand? What makes sense? What's rational? You know, you speak to certain people. Rational, rational Judaism. You such people? It has to be rational. You should know Shekol Masha Kimu Chazal, whatever Chazal say, Be'in Moshe, Shimi Pi Moshe, Be'in Allah Vashem, Shekil Be'a Gvor, Em Chalah Hoysef, he says you can add on and take away. But Agata itself, you only have to do what makes sense. You only have to, to learn from Agata which, which makes sense. If something in Agata doesn't make sense, so the Chorah, you don't necessarily have to, to do that. And this is a, a bombastic thing, okay? Um, Lamaisa. And what does that mean? You don't have to do it because, it, as you say, it's not giving the story. So, what do you mean so, you don't have to do it? So, so there are agaritas that have halachic implications, it, but they're, they're in passing. So, you don't have to follow it, or you don't have, or, or we'll see. It's you know, to see. Actually, Alex, this Baruch Hashem, we have air conditioned today. You want to turn on the make the air on? You know the air conditioner is in this room? Oh. No, you don't, because no, you're going there. Good to see you. Another question, Rabbi. Doesn't say in the Torah that what? The man came from the sky and water. That's what came from. Water came from Be'er Miriam. Yeah. Well, so he he's gonna. You could you could say it fell from the trees, whatever you want to say. I, again, I, I have a hard time. I'm with you on this. It's a, the, the simple reading doesn't sound like that, right? Bottom line, it's, it's recreational bubby. No, but it says it says it says that it came from the sky. Like, yeah, yeah. So again, so I don't want to get the 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 the, the, the it, it says it came from the sky. So that that's he's going to argue it fell from trees, and that's how it came from yeah, the there sky. Is, there is a lot there is a lot of nonsense stuff that we read and we believe. So if there is one thing that is not right in the Torah, so it means that everything is not right. Yeah. So there is more. maybe there is more. No. So let me just you know, as far as the, you know, the 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 Torah, you know, it, 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 it's not really for right now. You know, we we it's fundamental to Torah that there's Torah Shabbat Chasav and there's Torah Shabbat Peh, and that they're one. You cannot separate the two, right? Anyone who believes not that way, is. Is it not right? Koifer. So, you can, so Reform Judaism is heresy, is kfira. Reform Jews are ignorant. Right? Reform Jews are our brothers and sisters. We love them, but their Judaism is false, right? And most Reform Jews don't know the first word of Talmud. Never don't know Shema, let alone Talmud. So they don't know the difference. But the, the ideology of Reform. Which does not believe in, in, in that God gave all the Torah to Moshe, not the written law and not the oral law. Okay, that's Reform ideology. So Reform temples ideology. I'm not talking about Reform Jews who go there. You know, I, I said this story. Um, you know, uh, somebody, the, the one of the clergy members of one of the Reform temples in the South Bay 
wrote for the San Jose Mercury News this is about nine or ten years ago how, how Judaism uh, embraces uh, homosexuality and blah blah blah. So I don't know Al Mogram. You know, you know Al Mogram. So he called him up, this reform, this this reform clergy person, and he said to him, "How do you say that? I mean, there's explicit verses in Leviticus that say not that way." So this person said, "Well, we don't believe that God said that. We don't believe that the the, the Bible is that. We just believe in the the the, the love of Judaism, something like, like that." It's nothing, it doesn't, the Bible is not... Uh, Socialized place for them. Yeah, it's... it's club. Well, that's that's true, but but the, the, the Hashkafot, yeah. do, they don't believe that. So we, of course, believe not only is a Torah from God, but the Torah Shabbat Pesbe. You cannot read the Torah. So the Torah says an eye for an eye. Does that mean an eye for an eye? If you snatch that, what do you do? Yeah. Monetary. It's always momentous. So we're not literalists. We, we, most things the Torah have... The Ramban says, if it's something literally... It, 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 there's a meaning to it, which means that if it says an eye for an eye, really you should use your eye. But the actual punishment is guilt, kesef, not an eye for an eye. So we, you know, I, I, I've said this many times, but Aaron Cutler used to always used to say the Torah Shabbat is like a, a, a map, a global map. And the Torah Shabbat is a street map. You can, you, can, you can make mistakes if you look at the map of a big map of the world, but the Torah Shabbat can see exactly how everything makes sense. Or first would say that Torah Shabbat Chsav is a shorthand lecture notes of a big lecture. You take shorthand notes of a lecture. So of course everything in Torah Shabbat Chsav is true. But how you understand it is Torah Shabbat Pelado. So I'm with you. I did not like that month. That's what triggered me. Yeah, but but uh, what triggered me because when they say like there is, uh, this is the tree of the month. So that's like exactly the Egev. They wanted to see something. That's, that's yeah. the first thing so, that you said. That's like right. So I agree. So also, this approach takes away all the miracles of the Torah in a certain yeah. way. It's everything. It, they're trying to you know, make somebody who can't believe in miracles believe. Now, again, I, there, it, it could, I, I don't want to say it's... It's nice to me that there's a tree called... There's an area near Mo where they got it. So I would say... It looked like the mud. That to me, that's what I would have said. Push it, and of course the Torah's narrative of the mud is it doesn't make even doesn't even doesn't not make sense in the, in the whole Torah the way it said it. I just don't want to. I don't want to say the person has nothing to fall on, and I don't want to really focus on him or the lecture because it really it's just a, it's just a, a segue. What does our Destler say about this Rabbi Shmuel Nagin? Because Rabbi Shmuel Nagin is quoting his, his language again. He says. Um, was 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 a You know, he was the probably most important person to establish Spanish Jewry as a Malcolm Torah. So he says, by Agadata, uh, you only need to learn Masha Ayala Al Hadas. So the with Dessler, uh, I may do this also next week because he has also he has a different discussion. How come? Sometimes Rashi or the Radak or the Ramban don't follow what the, the Gemara says. Like they'll explain the Pasuk differently than Chazal, right? Because that's another question he'll ask in this piece. You know, this is Chelik Dalid in the Mechtavim, in the letters. It's Daf 353. Okay. So, um, this is a very famous letter actually, where he, someone was asking all the questions about Agatha. So he says that Vashir Shalta, and you asked me, 
Lahaskel Lachamashe Perish Parashno Bedivre Rabbi Shmuel Hanagid Bemavol Hatalmud explain to me what Shmuel Hanagid means in, in his introduction to Talmud. Hainu Shepirashno Dvarov the Bedivre Agada Ashelonavinam Ain Anu Mukhoyavan Luminos. If we don't understand Agadata, right? If you don't understand it, you don't have to learn it. Uh, and to and to to rely on it for our avoda. Im kibbar shem yisoides hatara. Ah, even though the hundred percent all of agarita have fundamentals in the Torah. There's there's something there to teach us. Avol halacha he shilamaisa harimechuyavim meinav maisa mitzvus imloni vinim. So he says by mitzvus. If I understand to where it's filling, if I don't understand why where it's filling this way, why it has to be black. And why does it have to be this way? And why the rabbis say on Shabbos to do this? And why the the, the, the Torah says Shatnes? It doesn't make a difference by mitzvahs whether you understand them or not. Anything in halacha, anything in mitzvah is a hundred percent you gotta do. It's not a question. Now you should try to understand it. We're not. We don't, we're not. We're, the more you understand the, the more you appreciate what you're doing, the better your verse shall be. But it doesn't make a difference if you understand or not. If you if you don't have the foggiest idea. Why are you doing something? You better do it if it's a Torah mitzvah. But Aval Hagada, Agadita, says of Dessler, Shiba Lahar Lev, it's there to illuminate your heart, to illuminate you. If it's because we can't grab, grapple with this, it's because until you get to the level where you can understand it. Until you could appreciate what it's saying. Uh, and certainly with the gods which have the Sayyidis Hatar, which are the, the depths, which are like, if you learn the Zahar, you learn the works of Kabbalah, you learn some of the Midrashim, which talk about Kaviyach, what God is, and how God treats the world, or how, how free will works, and stuff like that. Uh, and, 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 some of them are really esoteric. You have to, you know, understand. We don't understand it. Um, he said, um, he says, things which you should understand, but then he says, what Shmuel Naga means is, um, it means, we should, we should be halalo amitim. He says, of course, you should. Uh, um, it doesn't mean that some things are true and other things are fantasy. Like you read a story about Bilam, that you know doing something it's fantasy. Chasasham to say that um, um, means that you don't understand the code language. Just like if you would read Shiran, do you understand your job? Can I take you to Google? We understand what's going on in Google. As a computer engineering? Oh, you did. Actually, you're not a bad example. But you, <laughs> you actually learned programming. Yeah. Right? But you, you know hardware? Not so much. So, with, the, with certain things, it looks like Chinese? Yeah. What's, what's the word you look again, Judge? Gobbledygook. 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 Right? Gobbledygook. It'll be gibberish. Not because it's gibberish, because you don't get it. There, 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 the code means something, so that stuff says this. You know what he says? If it doesn't make sense, it's not Um It means 
Shein Sam Khalami Bnei Shi Evshalan or Lava Sashem Bilavay no Apim Imlan Avino. We can't serve Hashem if you don't understand it. So you're not a computer programmer. So you, this is not for you right now. Vigam Ibn Shapira Shamaim Rahu Adayin Said Hu Mimen of Ismum Dvar Vimken in Ismach Al Dvar Shalonaida Adayin Perusha. Don't rely on things because you'll understand it wrong. Now the Maral very often, I mentioned this before. That that when the when the the manager says that Esther had a tail, right? The master said, uh, said Esther. Yeah. I, I meant in the Esther Rabbah that Vashti had a tail, uh, in the book of Esther, in, 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 in the book of the Medrash of Esther, that Vashti had a tail. Um, that Rasa doesn't mean literally she had a tail. It means whatever, right? You know, again, the Marsha says she said it literally. But I'm saying it doesn't. You don't have to understand that way. But for sure, there's a word, when I said that Esther has a tail, there's a meaning to that. Right? It means something. There's a, there's a depth to that. Mm-hmm. And the Maral will go through all the measures. The Maral, by the way, fought anyone who said that Chazal didn't know what they're talking about. Or the Maral felt they were a kaifer baker. Ah, right? They're, they're idiots. Just if I go, imagine going to, 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 to Facebook or Google or to MIT. Is MIT, the, you know, they taught you engineering over there? So imagine some guy coming off, you know, uh, his bicycle coming into MIT and, and like looking at stuff and saying this looks like idiocy. What are you guys what are you guys doing over here? It's just stupidity. I mean it's it, we we I think oh, who said this I think the moral says actually that we are but the one of the quotes says that we are like monkeys to the humans that were the, the that were Khaza. We're like monkeys. Like we're we're like the hillbillies. I mean it's hillbillies. We don't get it. Right? So so for us, if we don't understand something, we don't understand the hidden meaning, we don't have to follow it. But it's for sure true. It's for sure emes. It's for sure... Uh, that, that's how Rav Dasar understands Rishmul Nagid. Well, that said, when that, right, meaning that Moshe was Makabal in Sinai? Does that mean by emes? Well, it depends what it is. I mean, uh, Chazal and everything is not from Sinai. If there's a story about the Roman Empire, it's not from Sinai. Right, Chazal when Chazal said... It's like a drush of Adrash of a Pasuk. Well, let's hold on. Adrash of Pasuk for a second. It depends what that is in a second. Right now, by the way, uh, we're talking about Gemara. Okay, and I'm going to get to this why that's true in a minute. Because he's talking about Pasuk. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, right, right now, uh, but from the Gemara. It's Mavo HaTalmud. So anything from the Gemara, that's what Ravdas was saying. Okay? Because he's broader than just... No, he's the Gemara. Not Medrashim and Chazal. Not the Medrash Rabbah. It's Mavo HaTalmud. Really, it sounds like Chazal's Russia. Yeah, anything, exactly. Any, any, sort of, any, any, any parish or anything like that. Right, exactly. Right, anything like that. Even if it doesn't make sense to you, because you don't have the, the code. Okay. Then actually, Ramchal said, the Ramchal actually said there are like keys to understand the Gadata. Right? So if you don't have the keys, you're not going to have, you're not going to have to tap in. So he says that's what says Rashi and Radak will say um, that you're not going to follow this because we don't totally understand it. Even the Rashi and Radak may have said that we don't grasp exactly what this is. Certainly anyone else. So, so, so the way Rav Des understands the Meshmulhan Agid and others is, of course you can't just say this, I'll put it away. The Meshmulhan Agid saying, if you don't understand the code, then don't deal with it. And, and go for an alternate understanding. Not that, not that you can just say, I don't care about this. I don't, it's not, not, not relevant to me. Okay? So far, so good? The other source he quoted, this is unbelievable, 
is of Shrira and Rav Haigo. Actually, before this, I just want to just show you an example, by the way. It's, there's no question, and I'm not, I'm not doing this tonight, that you will see um, Rishonim, when they're explaining Psukim, at times not follow Chazal. And I want to give you a, a, a classic example of this. Okay, this is actually a very famous one, because he almost pushes the Medrash aside. Um, okay, God tell picks Moshe. Hashem picks Moshe. And he says to him, you have to go save the Jewish people. What does Moshe Rabbeinu tell Hashem? Thank you. What, what, what does I he say? Go, I don't know how to talk. Can't go on top. What does the Pasuk say? Moshe Rabbeinu says, Lo dvar ki ki abdecha, ki right. Moshe says, God, I, I don't, I can't, I'm not a man of words. Not today, not yesterday. Because when you spoke to your servant, I, I, I am, I'm, 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 it's hard for me to articulate. Now, why was it hard for Moshe to articulate? Because he was, uh, stubborn. Uh, stubborn. Uh, uh, with, the, with the coals and the, the crown of power. Coals and the crown of power. Where do you know that from? From the Midrash. The, the little Midrashes. No, from the Mamalas. Mamalas. Quotes yeah, and Midrash, right? Quotes and Midrash. Quotes and Midrash. Quotes and Midrash. So is that, is that the Pashup shot? Is that, that, that what he's saying? That Moshe Bain was a stutterer. Mm-hmm. So certainly many people understand it that way. I'm going to read you a Rishon. His name is Shmuel Ben Mer, the Rashbam. You heard the Rashbam? Heard the Rashbam? So is who's the Rashbam? Uh, the Rashi's son-in-law. No. <laughs> no. The, the one That's who took the, over. The one who took the, over for Rashi in the, in the Rashbam. Side of the Rashbam. And sometimes he did. Rashbam is Rashi's grandson. He's the oldest grandson. He's Rabbeinu Tam's older brother. And in fact, Rabbeinu Tam said that the Rashbam was his rabbi. He was 20 years older than his younger brother. So Rashbam is is Migdala Rishenim. <laughs> okay? Rashi had a son Rimer, and he had three sons. He had the Rashbam, the Rivom, so one of the Bali Taisus, and Rabbeinu Tam. And listen, listen to what Rashbam says. Sean, you better remember that. I'm going to ask you that next time. Kichvad pevechvad lashenai any bakan, Rashbam says, you know what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying? Any baki, belashem mitzrayim, bechidachashem. I don't speak Egyptian well. Why? Kibekatonti, 60 years ago. He was 20 years old. He was 20 years old when he left Mitzrayim. How old is Moshe Rabbeinu now? 80. 80. He had not been in Egypt for 60 years. So he says, Kibekatonti, barachti, misham. I left there when I was a kid. Ve'ata, enemy bench one, and I'm 80 years old. Ve'chein. I once asked Mr. Keisler if I, I, I saw a book in Hungarian on eBay. I said, would you like me to buy this book for you? I'd be glad to buy this a book of stories. He said, I can't really read it anymore. I haven't spoken or, or, or read Hungarian in, in like 60 years. I, I, like, I, don't, I don't remember any of it anymore. It's your this week, by the way. It's coming up. And Moshe Rabbeinu is going to be the spokesman for the Jewish people. I said, I'm not, a, I'm not fluent in Egyptian anymore. I haven't spoken, I've been living in Midian for years. And he was calling some Chazals, but he wasn't even there at all. We were traveling to Africa, whatever. I haven't been there. So then he says, look, it says in Rashbam, he's going to address that Medrash. <coughs> you're going to think that a Navi that spoke to God, Moshe spoke to God, Panama Panam, he's the one prophet speaking to God, Panama Panam. The Kibbutz Torah miyado liyado, and he got the Torah. Hayam agamdim l'shodim was a stutterer. The ain davar zeb a different. He says you don't find it in the Tanaim v'amarayim. You don't find it. In other words, what he's saying is you don't find it in Shas. 
Shvam says you don't find this in Shas. Ein medaver b'tanaim v'amrayim ve'in lachosh l'sfar machitzonim. Don't follow sfar machitzonim. What's the sefer chitzonim he's following? No, Shvam never saw the Medrash says literally. He said the Medrash Rabbah. Don't. I'm not learning like that, Medrash Rabbah. No, is the Shvam going to say that the Medrash Rabbah? He's understanding the Medrash Rabbah. It means something else, right? It's a, I, but you don't have to follow the Medrash Rabbah. Right? So you see such a concept. He's saying, when Moshe was Kfad Pev Kfad Lashen, the Rashbam understands it. Now, I'm not doing this tonight, by the way. There's another piece, maybe if I have a chance, I'll do it next week, if people are interested. That he, Rav Dessler talks about how come people like the Rashbam will not follow Chazal sometimes. Right? You know, the Pashup Shad of Chazal, or Rashi sometimes does it also. But the Rashbam is not saying that the Medrash Rabbah means nothing. He's just saying that that's not the Pashup Shad of the Pasuk. The, the Pasuk means Moshe is a prophet, he's the God. Can you Moshe was stuttering to God? You know, you know? No! Moshe was, didn't speak Egyptian, so he's telling God. Imagine you, uh, you know, if I would have to be, I lived in Israel for a few years. I need to be the Bereavit. Imagine I'm going to be the ambassador for Hebrew. I'm going to be, go on television and be the spokesperson for Hebrew. You know, it's unbelievable, by the way. I had that piece in, our, uh, in the Besheva magazine last week, and our Shavu people asked you, Levine, I know you speak such go, go, such good Hebrew. But I, and what I told them is, that's not as we, you think I speak Hebrew like that? I wrote the article in English. <laughs> it was in the Jerusalem Post. And this organization contacted me to, if I could, if I could translate it into Hebrew and give it to them for the, the Israeli news. I said, I'm going to translate this. I said, get, I'm going to get somebody else. Now, I had no, I wrote it in English. I, you know, I, I, I wrote an article in English. You know Why? I speak English fluently. I write English pretty. I'm not a bad writer. I can write. You know, I can write a paper. You know, I can. I can write an article. Hebrew. Forget about it. now. I, if I go to a shuk somewhere, I can get. I can buy myself a falafel. Like a kashan. It's a falafel. You know, I know how to do a monit, but I'm gonna write an article for a newspaper. Is I must be. They go into television and be a spokesman. So Moshe Benes says Rashbam was like, you know, at the end of the day. What time did you do? What age? Twenty. Less than twenty. Twenty. You're a full adult. It's not two, three years. Yeah, he just told you Mr. Keisler, he was 20 years old when he can left. You read it, but... Talking? 60 years later, he didn't speak a word of it. He was king in Ethiopia for... That's what the Madrash and whatever it is. I don't know, 20 years? You're a full-grown man. So what? If you don't speak... Forget, it's Moshe Rabbeinu thought... forgetting 60 years his language? Yeah, he used Google Translate. Okay. <laughs> but you know, there is saying and stuff like that. Just just about, uh, it's changed. Uh, the language has changed. That's also what he said. He says... That, I haven't even heard their language. I haven't, it's like, I, you know, you're Israeli, you speak Hebrew at home. If you don't speak Hebrew for 60 years, you'll see what happens. You know, you don't speak, you don't speak a language for 60 years. You, you watch, you go out, you know, Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky said about his brother, Rachman Lutzlan, his brother got stuck behind communist Russia. And he saw him years later. So his brother was a kid at London Yeshiva. He didn't remember a word of Torah. See, in the, in the in Psalm after 60 years, he had been stuck in communist Russia. Right? He hadn't seen him for 60 years. And it was in the early 1980s. He said, brother, forgot everything. And don't do this for 60 years? You know what it is? For he's 60 80 years old, you know, he's not young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, anyway, but my, I'm just, just illustrating the Rashbam, who chas v'shalom to, you know, but he doesn't understand. He's going to follow a different shot. Okay? So, Rav Shrira, he, he quoted this, Rav Shrira Goyen and Rav Haigon, um, I couldn't find Rav Shrira, but the Sefer Eshkol, I don't know what the Sefer Eshkol is. 
Where's that skull? Yeah, I don't think I don't think I mentioned that. Maybe I did. I could mention passing prevents. It was Rivet number two. Rivet number two. It was Rivet on the Rambam. Of Rambam and David, Pasquare on the Rambam, and then his father-in-law, who was Rivet number two, or Rambam Abizdin, wrote one of the important Rishonim. It's quoted all over the tour and the Beit Yosef. Sefer Ashkol. He quotes in Hilchas Sefer Torah, Hebrew books that work. Uh, the uh, this is the Shir He quoted the speakers on the night uh, on the Shir Ragon. Shiragon was the the, the Galuhador. He's the Avezin of uh, uh, he was the Goyin of Pumpadisa. I think he's Pashas, he's my wife's ancestor. As is Rav Haigon. And you wanna know how the wife's ancestor of Shiragon Rav Haigon? Because Rav Shiragon Rav Haigon were the ancestor of the Maral. So if you're from the Maral, you come from Rav Shiragon and Rav Haigon. Uh, that's the Masura that they, the Maral's family had, their descendants of Rav Haigon. So interestingly, the Maral who Said, if you don't believe in Chazal, you're chutz l'machen. You think he's gonna cut out the Gedolei Hador's ancestors? Let's the Shurigon of Haigon. Shurigon of Haigon were the Gedolei Hador in Babylonia in the in the tenth and eleventh century. Says of Shurigon, Kiklal. The Shurigon is ain't somechen al agada. I'll call kavua b'talmud. It's ain't somechen. You you follow agadata. So whatever is in the Talmud, you have to make sure uh, if there's any mistake to, to do it. If it wasn't a Medrash, just something to follow, it wouldn't be in the Talmud. Right? The ta- if, it, if it's made the Talmud, it's uh, um, if, you can't, if you can't understand it, you, you, it's not halacha, and therefore in our uh, and we if we can't understand it, the way of Dessler and the Lashem and many of the and majority of the Achorim understandings, means you don't, you can't, doesn't make sense to you, don't follow it. But not that it's not, you know, there. The um, the his son Rav Haigon. I got this in Eitzra Go'inim, on Chagiga. Now, Chagiga, anyone ever learn Chagiga here? Chagiga? Is it that? So, the second part is all about the Merkava, yeah, yeah, the all, the, all, the, all the divine throne, all these esoteric things. So, this is on Dafyadan and Chagiga, this of Haigon. So, the the of Haigon says, uh, they asked him, actually, I'm going to skip the name of time. The Nishal of Haigon. They asked of Hai, Ma Hefresh, Yen Shbin Agudas Haksubis Batalmud, then a guy does in the Talmud, it's in Mesachas Chagiga, it's the Gemara's in Kitten about the, the destruction of the temple, you learned that on, you guys learned that on, on Tishabov, you, you learn about the Mon and the Sechazuma, <laughs> okay, uh, if it's in the Talmud, what's different, or it's in a Medrash Tanchuma, or another Medrash. So he says, Veheshev, uh, Alright? It's clear, which means um it's um it's uh that it's that it's it was universally accepted by the sages. If it made the Talmud, it was Muskim Lakola uh Kola Gudalim. 
Right? The Chazoni said that the Talmud is, has a din of Sanhedrin. Right? It's a din of Sanhedrin. Uh, the clause ain't so much You don't pass in your life on a Gata. You know why? Because a Gata is code language, right? You can you can make too many. You don't you don't pass. No one's gonna say you pass in a Gata. You may have understandings in a Gata, but you pass in a Gata. You don't. That's the Gemara. The Gemara itself says that you don't pass in based on a Gata. Uh, on a Gata. But the Talmud, on Mitzvah and Shibusho, therefore, Tonah's father. If there's any question, we should try to clarify it. Uh, because if it's if it wasn't something that's a measure, something we should be darshan from, um, uh, we wouldn't be in the Talmud. And he says, if we can't have a clarity on, on it, uh, we don't follow, we don't have to follow it. But what's not a Talmud, right? And it doesn't make sense to us. You don't have to follow it. Means you don't have to you don't have to accept it. So if the Rashbam sees a medrash about Moshe being kavad peh, and it doesn't make sense to the Rashbam. The Rashbam can't say the match means nothing, but I'll give a different shot. You said The Rashbam will give a different shot. Now, I, I, again, there's a lot more to talk here. I'm just talking about the high goal makes a fundamental difference if it's in the Talmud or not. Okay? You know also who makes this difference? The Ramban. The Nachmanis, the Ramban, um, the Ramban uh, had a famous Vikuach disputation. Anyone know who it was with? He was forced to publicly debate Christianity. Do you know who it was with? Pablo. Pablo? Christian. Good. Christianity. Good. And a Jew. A Jew who went into Christianity. Catholicism. Pablo Christian. You know what year it was, Alex? Fourteenth century. Me, the Ramban lived like two hundred years, one hundred fifty years. No, no, no. Twelve sixty-three. Twelve sixty-three. He fought his disputation because then he moves to Israel at the end of his life because of this. In his commentary on Navi, on, on Torah, the Ramban al Torah, he wrote in Israel last few years of his life. He actually re- restarted the Minyan Yerushalayim. There's a show in the old city of Yerushalayim, the Ramban show, which he went there talks about how he got the show. Right, the Ramban destroyed this this man. Destroyed this man. Pablo Christianity. In fact, the king said the Ramban won the debate, and that's why he had to leave because the, the, the Dominicans and the Franciscans went crazy, especially the Dominicans. They tried to have him, have him killed. So he had to leave Spain. He so much, the king rewarded him, but he so infuriated the, 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 Catholic, uh, the Catholic monks uh, and, uh, that, because uh, he beat them, that he actually left them and, and he went to Eretisrael. So in this debate, they asked the Ramban, there's a Medrash Eicha Rabbah that said that Mashiach was born on Tishavov. So they weren't uh, on the, on the Tishavov. They, they, so now, let me give you an example. What, the way t- we typically understand the Medrash Rabbah is that the concept of Mashiach is born Tishavov, right? Not the Mashiach himself was born Tishavov, right? You'd say Mashiach today is 2,000 years old, Kamat, right? So that's how we, that's an example of, of when you say the Chazal is true, but it doesn't, it's a concept. It doesn't have to be literally. The Ramban wasn't going to give a whole lecture. So the Ramban says, we don't have to believe Medrash Rabbah. Right? The Ramban says that, I'm going to quote it. Um, I'm trying to get my quote, I'm going to get it. Um, he says there's three types of Sfarim in Judaism. Ha'echad ha'u is Tanakh. Everything in Tanakh you have to believe 100%. Vashir is Talmud, which is the Pirish of Mitzvahs. 
And we, exp- we, we believe that. And the third is Medrash. And he says that sermons, the Medrashim are sermons. What sermons? Drashot. I, this Pasuk means that. Medrash this. You, you're going to see in the Pasuk there's 20 explanations of what the Pasuk means. Rabbi Abba says this. And each one's explaining the way it makes sense to them. Says the Ramban that you don't have to, you don't have to believe all the Medrashim. So he says. If it's not, if, if it's, you don't have to believe all the Medrashim. Okay. Now the Rabbi then says, by the way, and he says, and then he, then he knocks to Christians and he says, by the way, according if you're going to tell us that the Mashiach was born in Tishrov, even the way if you take it literally, he was born 73 years after you say he was born. Anyways, it doesn't don't use that as a proof. They were trying to use that as a proof. Says yeah. anyways, it's a ridiculous proof. I mean, he, if you ever go, anyone ever read the Vikuach, the Disputation of Barcelona? It's a good read. It's kedai. It's kedai. It's it's worth it to read that. Uh, I mean, he really he really kills them. Um, this Ramban that you don't have to necessarily believe in Medrash is 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 there is a, a debate about that. The Stechemed, you know who the Stechemed was? Who is Stechemed? Uh, I know Ravadikot almost every. Ravadikot, so he's it's important then. Yeah. Has to be Sephardi for Ravadikot, you know. Ravadikot yeah. all the time. <laughs> so he was the Rav of Hebron, lived about ninety-five years ago. He had his his works encyclopedic. Goyin Otsum. He has dozens of works. Stechemed is like. He 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 has dozens of works. I mean, it was amazing. He has it before, like typewriters, and you know, I mean, it was like dozens of works. So, in one of his chuvas, um, he talked. He quotes the Ramban, and he said that the Ramban was only coming to answer an apikaris. So what he told them was, he told them based on uh, uh, based on. But they need to hear. But of course, all Midrashim you have to believe. Okay, that's an Amban. That's what the Stechemet says. The Chsam Seifer, in a tshuva about Nusach says, no, the Ramban writes himself that what's found in Bavli, Yushalmi, and all the explanations of Bavli, Yushalmi, in Mechurif to believe. Um, uh, but other Midrashim, if it makes sense to you, you have to believe it. And if it doesn't make sense to you, you don't have to believe it. So that Ramban sounds like the Ramban of the Dikuach. Okay, clear so far. So I want to read to you. This is an interview. Someone did a Ramayish Shapiro. Anyone heard of Ramayish Shapiro? You heard of Ramayish Shapiro. You're a student of a student of Ramayish Shapiro, right? You heard a lot about Ramayish Shapiro. Never You ever hear Ramayish Shapiro speak? Uh, never heard of him. I heard him many times. Spoke to him quite a few times as well. Ramayish Shapiro in the Lithuanian world was, I mean, in general, uh, all these, but all the whole Kirov movement. All people went to him. He was the Balmachshava, the past. 30, 40 years, all these programs, these Kirov programs, all the Machshava people, um, the Rabbi Tatz was a student of Moshe Shapiro, and Rabbi Tatz, Kiva Tatz, you ever heard him, he, his Rabbi uh, was a Moshe Shapiro, all these seminary girls' heads, I mean, he, all, all the big time, Rabbi Hartman, who came here this year, put out the, all the Ramaral's works, was a student of Moshe Shapiro. So I want to read you two things that Moshe Shapiro says. He was just lifted this past year. He was, he, he was the greatest student of Rav Dessler. So I want to read you on both of these points. So this is Rabbi Eidenson, he, you ever see the, the index on the Mishnah Bura? Yad Yisrael. He did the index of the Mishnah Bura. He also did the Yad Moshe on the index of the Moshe Fancy. So he was once had a, he interviewed a Moshe and he asked him some of these questions. So he asked me two things he said and then I'll leave it at this and maybe at a different time we'll pick up or maybe next week or a different time we'll see on these on, on, on Midrash. 
he quotes him. He said, I noted to Rav Shapiro. Rav Shapiro is the greatest Balmachshav. He knew Kol Hatoyer Kula. Literally, Shas, Paiskim, Kisvi Arizal. He was the biggest Bucky Maral in the world. Okay? Um, so, I noted to Rav Shapiro, there were pains among the Gaonim, Shriro Gaonim of Haigon, and Rishonim, that Midrashim could be disregarded. For example, Rav Shmohanagi, that's the Mavo Talmud, states that Agada are all the statements in the Gemara that are not concerned with mitzvahs. You are only to learn to them, from them if they make sense. Those statements of Halacha, which Chazal indicate are from Moshe Rabbeinu, which he received from God, cannot be modified. So if it says, this is a drasha, you can't touch that. However, Chazal's explanations of verses, Mavo Talmud, uh, were done according to whatever each one thought was correct. Therefore, whatever makes sense of these explanations you should study, and the rest do not rely on. However, the Michtav Meliahu understands these statements to mean that since the explanations of Chazal are the foundation to understanding the Torah, they cannot be disregarded. If, however, a particular drasha does not make sense, it should be put aside until you reach a level to understand it. He asserted that it's obvious that the Michtav Meliahu's understanding of these statements is correct, and that when we don't understand Chazal, they're not to be disregarded. But rather, you go to Google, you understand computer programming, you either ask somebody who knows more than you, you go to the Rabbi Vadi Yosef's, or you look at the, the Rabbi Nishchai to see how he understands the Chazal, or, or the, the Maral, or you say, I don't understand this, and you'll follow something you understand. It's okay. You say, I'll follow the Rashbam. I, I, this Medrash doesn't make sense to me. But not that the Medrash has no value, not that it's not true. You're allowed, you're entitled to say, I'm going to follow the, a different explanation. But all of Chazal, it's fundamental. The Alchuk says, if a person doesn't believe in, in all of in the Chazal, they don't have a place in Olam Haba. <laughs> it means you don't understand the code sometimes. So if you don't understand the code, you don't, you don't follow it. Right? You don't, there, that's not something you can't follow. Not, it doesn't, is that clear so far? So, so, what? Don't celebrate Hanukkah as well. No, no, Hanukkah is clear. That's that's mitzvot. Anything in mitzvot, anything in halacha, any even 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 uh, 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 how you tie your shoelace, you're obligated to follow, right? But anything which is not its explanation of a pasuk, if it doesn't make sense to you in that way, it's in, it's in a medrash in particular, uh, you're not obligated to follow. Then I just want to, and again, the Rav Haigon says. It makes a difference between if it's in the shots or not. Uh, later on, he goes. He has a whole piece here about elu of elu. If there are multiple understandings, do, are they both correct? Right. Like there's. Like, you learn the story of Yosef. There are different opinions. Who sold him? Was it the Midianites? Was it the Ismaelites? You know. It, could you? Do they, do, they have, do they have to coexist? Or they, could it be different? Right. It had to be one group had sold him. Right. That's the simple. Right. How that works. We're not going to do this right now. But they, and then he brings up the Ramban. Oh, okay. Quotes the Ramban. The whole thing about the, the Ramban says this. Right? And he, in that process, he says the following thing. This is what he says. That um, he gives you an example. He says, sometimes the Rishonim don't follow. And this is actually the part I was going to skip. I'll, I'll say it now. 
is sometimes you see the Rishonim like the Rashbam don't follow or other things don't follow the explanation of the, the Chazal. He said, um, the Mikhail says that in the Gemara, or in the Gemara, whatever it is, he says that often when they're doing it, they're explaining it to confuse people. Like the Rambam in the Moran of Uchum, the guys are perplexed, will say things he's talking to people who can't understand otherwise. So this is what he says. So he says, as long as it doesn't contradict Chazal, it's okay. And he gives an example. The, all the Midrashim say that Moshe Rabbeinu, what did he do at Sinai? He got the whole Torah. There's one Medrash. There's one Medrash that says, it's in the Medrash Rabbah, Rabbi Abahu says, no way, Moshe Rabbeinu could not learn the whole Torah at Har Sinai. He had all the principles of the Torah and not the details. Okay? So on that Medrash, the Leshem, anyone remember the Leshem? Leshem was one of the greatest Kabbalists, Rav Yosha's grandfather, right? His name is Rav Yosha as well. Uh, the Leshem says that Rabbi Abahu, anyone know where Rabbi Abahu lived? Where he lived? He lived in Caesarea, in Caesarea, in the, the fourth century, okay? In the late third century. Uh, and at that time, there were many Christians there. So the Lashem says, and we know that for a fact, by the way, Rabbi was constantly, the Gemara of Rosara says he was constantly being bothered by, by Apicorus and by Minim. So the, the, the Lashem says that Rabbi said that because he was dealing with early Christians, with Minim. So he told them something that they could believe. They would not be able to digest something which is all, all above. So what Ramosha so, so Shapiro says is it's not that you're lying to a person but you're explaining it to a, per, a point of view that they can hear. Means they can't hear this. So, it's true, Moshe Rabbeinu, learn, it means, at their, at their level, so he says the same things over here by this Ramban, right? The Ramban was saying the same thing, that when you're talking to an opponent, if I tell a guy, uh, if a guy walks into, a, I'm going to pretend I work for Google, guy walks into Google and says, what is this? And these guys, let's say you bring a guy from, um, I don't mean to say anything against any nationality or culture, you bring a person from the Amazon jungle in there, okay? He barely speaks English. You teach him English. He starts looking at this, what's that word again, Judge? Gobbledygook. Gobbledygook. I always say gibberish, gibberish to him. So you start explaining to him what computer code is? He never saw a computer. You're going to start explaining to him? So you say to him, you don't have to believe it. Don't worry about it. It's not for you. <laughs> yeah, don't, it's okay. You know? So, so the Rabban's not lying. You know, if you don't understand the code, you don't have to believe it. You know, there, there are sermons. And of course, is, is every sermon to be taken literally? Of course not. But is every, everything in the sermon, meaning of Chazal, every marriage have is, is there a beginner of emes and truth? Is there something to teach you? Absolutely. But if you don't have that code, you don't have to believe it. What you do have to believe is uh, it's the validity of Chazal in every statement. But if a guy comes to you from somewhere in, in, in Tanzania and you start trying to explain to him how nuclear energy works, you don't have, you know, you just say it's science, you know, or you don't, it's not for you, right? And so that's really what the Ramban, what, what the Ramban is saying. Can so, you yeah. see a similar concept in the Gemara that 
And then a second after a student comes and says, Rabbeinu, patavta et agoya like this, how would you explain it to us? And you give a completely different explanation. Right, it's shayla. you're explaining them at their level. Yeah. Right? And, but what you can never do is say falsehood. You can never change what the Torah says. But you can say, if you don't understand the code, so when you look at, uh, I think just to, to come out of here, um, you know, what Rav Shmuel and Rav Shri Ragon and Rav Haigon are saying is that, you know, Midrashim, if you don't understand it, or because many midrashim are not literal, many of them are, 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 are like again, whether it's Vashi having a tail or Mashiach being born on, on Tishabov, we don't understand Mashiach being born on Tishabov. No one's expecting a 2,000 year old Mashiach to come redeem us. I mean, it's a concept Mashiach's born. You're going to start explaining to Goyim how this, because there are midrashim that are literal. There are many midrashim that are literal, literal. And, and some midrashim are not. And some midrashim is not literal and not figurative. But there's, it's the underlying concept. It's, it's actually talking, we learned the Gemara of Rabbi Baruchan and Baba Basra. You remember those Gemaras over there? Uh, the island and they're traveling and all these things. The, the, the whole story is, is a metaphor. It's, homo, it's not even meant to be taken at all literal. Right? Judge you and Baba Basra with, with Mr. Kaisler. Right? It, so it means, you're not going to explain to this, this marriage means this, this Chazal. You know, so if it does, or if you don't get it, it means you don't, you're not, you don't have to believe it. But are you, are you to believe it's true, yeah. What really bothered me Sunday night is you don't this. Need to follow it. What? You don't need to follow to it. To follow it. But what bothered me Sunday night is like this. When Chazal overwhelmingly understand them on one way, and it's not a stira, the whole midbar was a miracle existence. And everything about the midbar was that. And all of you look at the, all the Rishonim Rachman and the Gemara, the Gemara, not some esoteric magistrate, the Gemara says it that way. If, if To go ahead and say, that some crazy thing about a tree, why do such a thing? Right? If you if you have why go such a place? Right? To me, I would get the chizik that there's a tree that has mon that looked like mon, and for hundreds of years people said it reminded them mon. Okay, well, hold it. Thank you. Interesting? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Important? Yeah, yeah, right. Is there a difference? Is the Ramban is the Ramban and the Ramban? Is it a minority opinion that we look at Midrash Rabba like an? Don't be a stranger. We look at Mishnah Rabba as a separate chitzoni, or we have also Dorim that give it the same mishkal. So nobody gives it the same mishkal. As if Haigon is not giving that, the Rashbam is not giving it. The Rashbam calls it safer chitzoni, which means he says none of the Tanaim Rabbanim say it. What does he mean? None of the Tanaim Rabbanim say it. It's not. It didn't make shas. You know, sometimes you even see the same gemara, medrash quoting the same story as the gemara, but it's not in, the, in there. Does it have? Is it? Is it part of our Masur? Of course it is. But it means you don't. The way again, the way of Dessler and, and, and the normative approach of understanding it is is this: if it doesn't make sense to you, then you don't have to follow that and take a different explanation, right? Because. You know, in general, medrash has multiple meanings and multiple ways to do it. That's how the Rambam and all them do it. So the Rashbam to him doesn't make sense that Moshe Rabbeinu is committed. So he's not going to follow. Would the Rashbam say there's no, there's no validity to that? There's no means. The medrash is teaching you a different concept, but not that he's a stutterer. The Rashbam would understand it as, as more of a metaphor for, for how Moshe existed at some level. But to throw away the medrash, not the way, yeah. right? You got it? And by the way, I just want to say one thing. To, the, the, when the Rashbam does that, it's Rashbam who call Torah Kula. Yeah, exactly. For me or you or anyone else, yeah. uh-uh, don't oh, go for that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. okay.